are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to the show. Great to great to hear you. See ya. I can't see you. I wish I could. But if you want to see me, check out uh, healthreformexplained.com and you'll see a, a smiling picture of me. And um, you will see my latest column, which is breaking down Secretary of HHS Tom Price, which we talked about earlier in the show. But we're joined with Stuart Solnan because the theme of our show today is do working seniors have options as to where to get their Medicare Part C and D coverage and the answer is yes, but uh, let's talk about Medicare D coverage in the workplace, Stuart. Um, Sean, let me just jump in here and say to you, I've been in the business, the employee benefit business, for over 40 years. This segment of the marketplace, working seniors, and the growth in that segment is probably the most serious uh, in terms of financial challenges moving into 2017 and, and beyond uh, that we really face, uh, you know, today. Um, the population is growing at about 3% a year. Uh, and for ongoing growth in Medicare, baby boomers are increasing those numbers. Uh, so it'll be uh, 21 million uh, over the next 12 years. The number of Medicare beneficiaries in 2025 will be 40% higher than it was in 2013. These are no small financial uh, liability areas, uh, Sean, than what we're talking about right now. Because, again, seniors take multiple amounts of medication. Uh, You know, they've got to make financial decisions where to get it. Uh, And if we're talking about seniors in the marketplace, uh, you know, it's it's a very big uh, decision that they have to make today. Definitely. Definitely. And... Like I said, it's uh, it, and you said it too. It it is one of the fastest growing segments out there, and so these are important times and important conversations. Uh, so let's get down to this Medicare Part D coverage in the workplace. Lots of things uh, to talk about here. Um, well, what are employers currently doing with the uh, prescription drug benefit in their group plan? Um. <clears throat> Most employers are choosing to fully insure their prescription plans. Uh, only a very small percentage of the employers still offer one or two-tier prescription drug plans. Most offer four tiers or more. Uh, many more of them today are moving to five tiers because of specialty drugs. Uh, employers continue a steady move away from copay only prescription models. Most employers utilize a combination of copay and coinsurance. Uh, the majority of employers are moving to a single deductible for medical and prescription drugs. Uh, separate deductibles are quickly becoming a thing of the past. So as employers continue to utilize cost containment strategies, the shift most of that cost to employees. So it's imperative that employers continue to educate the employees on the benefit coverage they have, their drug coverage options, the plan specifics, Uh, And, of course, the overall wellness and preventive measures and how by using some of them uh, will help in terms of the the reduction in costs of their prescription uh, utilization. Mm. 
Wow. Okay. What? A, how are they working with their PBM to control their cost? Well, um, what they're doing is they're they're holding their pharmacy benefit managers, you know, feet to the fire mm-hmm. uh, in terms of uh, the drugs that are used, uh, the number of tiers that are used, uh, and the and the management uh, of of uh, specialty drugs. Uh, and especially the high cost specialty drugs, you know, within the pharmacy benefit management formulary that's being provided to the the, uh, the employer. Okay, there's a lot of. Uh, do Do you think there's a? All right, let me. See. Do you think people are educated enough about how all that stuff works, and do you think they do a good enough job uh, working with their PBM to control their costs? Um. Well, I I guess you you need to push that back to the employer. In terms of is the employer forcing the PBM to provide enough educational materials so that the employer knows what his or her options are, how to use it, uh, and and how to help to reduce you know the cost of those drugs? Because the thing that working seniors need to understand, the fact that that prescription drug benefit is equal to or benefit. Or, or better than uh, Medicare supplements and or Medicare Advantage plans, they don't have to worry about donut holes. It's the same plan design as the under-65 uh, folks have. So as a result, that they really need to better understand at their age how these plans work and will help them. Right, definitely. How are the ERS, ERs, I guess, um controlling high-cost medications in their plans? Well, <clears throat> what they're doing is they're identifying, you know, what those uh, those drugs are, the specialty drugs, and working on a on a coordinated management system with their, with their PBM in terms of how to help, you know, employees in terms of the utilization of, of those specialty drugs versus the rest of the drugs that are on their formulary. So they have whole departments that are assigned to uh, care coordination uh, and the use of, of you know, high-cost drugs uh, for chronic care patients. Okay. I've known that because I've seen that myself in working with several different PBMs, including ones that we're currently working with right now, Sean. Okay. Wow. Interesting. I'm learning a lot uh, right now. What are the top 10 most costly pre- trends? Or costly medicines out there. And, well, uh, <clears throat> it may surprise some people, but uh, these are household names that they that they would recognize. Um, <clears throat> from Valiant Pharmacy, uh, the the uh, diabetes drug uh, uh, Glumetza is one. Pfizer's Lyrica is another. Uh, Gilead Sciences um, uh, Harvoni for uh, for hepatitis C. Uh, and Mylan uh, drugs for you know, the famous episode and what happened with EpiPen and the pricing for EpiPen uh, mm-hmm. this past year is almost legendary. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question more specifically, Sean, the the top uh, drugs is Harvoni for hepatitis C, uh, Revlimid for cancer, uh, Sovaldi for hepatitis C, uh, Copaxone for multiple sclerosis. Uh, Gleevec for cancer, Humira Pen for uh, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, Tesafidia for 
for multiple sclerosis, uh, Renovila for kidney disease, uh, Extandi for prostate cancer, and Lantus Solostar for diabetes. Hmm. We're talking about billions of dollars. The top one I, I started with, Harvoni, starts at $6.3 billion in sales. The last one I mentioned was $633 million of sales. And Sean, we're talking about this year. A year they're selling? This six. year, yeah. Uh, top 10 drugs this year, looking ahead into 2017. This is no no small change here, Sean. No, that's a lot of money. It's like Pablo Escobar money. They're selling drugs, <laughs> too. <laughs> Oh, wow, that's um, wow, and you you brought up the EpiPen controversy. We uh, did a show all about that. Uh, it's on our SoundCloud page if the listeners want to check it out. But mm -hmm. uh, and these are those specialty drugs. A lot of yep. these are those specialty drugs. The problem with specialty drugs is the fact is many of them are administered in a doctor's office, so you have the doctor's professional charge as well as the cost of the prescription. Obviously, they get it uh, at a discount sent directly from the drug manufacturer because they're the provider of that drug. So they they increase the cost of the drug because, again, they're, they're going to sell it on a retail basis, plus their professional uh, fee. So in one case, there's a female drug that's taken twice a year, and uh, and that's $1,000 per shot. Jeez. That's an awful lot. And... um. What if you mess up the shot? I'm sure that happens sometimes, too. Well, again, it's it's what's known as physician's liability, Sean. Oh, yeah, that's true. But the Humira pen, those are self-injected. Yes. What if somebody messes that up? It's an awful lot of cost. Yeah, it's a lot of cost on the patient's uh, oh, yeah. part. Um, well, how are the health insurers tying drug prices to outcomes? Well, what's happening is that, for example, when a, when a major insurer uh, they'll get a, a discount price for a particular drug. Uh, and if that medication doesn't help patients as much as expected, uh, they step up to a, a broader push to tie the cost of drugs to how well they work. And so what will happen is uh, their, their medical staff uh, at the home office of these insurance companies determine its effectiveness at the end of a year, and they make determinations as to what to do as they put together the next year's formulary. Mm. Okay. So it's going to change on a year-to-year -year basis. Then, huh? It'll change on a year-to-year -year basis based upon the effectiveness of that particular drug. And normally about 90 days before the end of the year, when they get all of the claims reports and effectiveness reports in, as far as utilization is concerned, that's when they'll make their decision for the next plan year, particularly uh, Sean, we're talking about the employer marketplace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, one of the fastest growing segments is working seniors. So this is mm -hmm. important stuff. Okay. Well, uh, any other final thoughts on this segment, which was Medicare Part D coverage in the workplace? No. Uh, these are the important points. You know, right now, uh, you know, uh, you know which way to go in terms of what employer is offering, uh, the, the cost of their prescription drugs fact that you're going to get the under 65 pricing because it's group uh, and uh, and and how to look elsewhere beyond what the employer provides if they need to to do some uh, research that sounds good all right we're going to take a time out here and then when uh, we come back our final segment of today medicare reforms what has been proposed 
certainly a uh, important topic, especially given the fact that uh, Seema Verma is now the no- been nominated also this week to head the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Pretty active in the state of Indiana, and uh, it will be interesting to see what uh, reforms are proposed, and we're going to take a look at some of them when we come back. Again, Facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge or Health Reform Explained is where you can find out more about this informa- more about this topic, and uh, we will be right back. 